0: He's the president of Indivisible Houston, one of our premier organizations that are really trying to bring democracy back to the-
1: Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back
0: I, one of the reasons I wanted you on this morning, and uh, well, I always have reasons to have you on because there's so much that you do in the community with regards to democracy. Like like a few others, you know, we have Ray, we have uh, uh, Neil that's that that we see that are functional within this democracy. But right now, yeah, but uh, we we have an important issue that that uh, that's going to be done within the Democratic Party that I think you want to talk about. So why don't we do why don't we start there as I get a few other things put together?
1: Sure. Well, the important issue is related to the district attorney, Kim Og. Uh, And there's currently um, pushback within the Democratic Party related to the district attorney for behavior that she has engaged in for a long time. And therefore, the pushback has been a long time coming. Um, And it comes on two grounds. One is that she's dangerously weaponized her office using a prosecutorial double standard to go after people who she disagrees with, particularly on bail reform, while not taking the same action against people with whom she agrees, whether they're in the democratic party or the Republican party. And the second is that she does not uphold the values of the party and that she blocks progress on every single key reform or key issue, um, that, that the party cares about or virtually every issue, the central ones that are related to her job, at least, Uh, Within all of that, it's worth mentioning that the district attorney time and time again will always, whenever it suits her, do more than the law requires or do the bare minimum of what the law requires. I want you to give us a good
0: example of that because a good example of that occurred with a person who attempted to vote, something that presumably the Democratic Party is all for expanding the voting base legally.
1: So Ken Paxton referred a case over to District Attorney Ogg uh, for for voter fraud, apparently, or alleged voter fraud uh, related to a man named Hervis Rogers, who's 64 year old uh, black parolee who um, thought, believed he was eligible to vote went to the polls, waited there for six hours. His vote didn't count at the end of the day, um, but they came after him for voter fraud anyway. And there's a law that says that you have to investigate any claims of voter fraud. But what the district attorney didn't have to do was take the case before the grand jury. The law doesn't say you have to take the case before a grand jury. Now, I want people to understand just how significant this is. Investigate means you look into something. If you look at a piece of paper and you say there's nothing here and you throw it in the trash, you've investigated it. You've taken a look at it. There's some things you need to check off, but you don't have to go to a grand jury. A grand jury is there because you've brought someone in front of that, that group of people, a group of their peers, to determine whether or not you're going to indict that person and then drag them through a court case, which she does regularly. So... I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Mr. Rogers, who thought he could vote, who the attorney general, our indicted attorney general, our own crooked attorney general, referred a case over to our local district attorney, a ostensibly Democratic, supposedly Democratic district attorney. And then she not only looks into it, as she says the law requires, but she doesn't just do an investigation. Instead, she drags him before a grand jury. Now, at this point, if you're Mr. Rogers, you have to go get prepared for a legal fight, which means you got to pay money for a lawyer or you have to find one who will represent you for free. You need to spend days and days preparing. You need to spend all those hours preparing for when you're going to have to answer questions. And then you actually have to sit in front of a grand jury and answer questions from prosecutors as to whether or not you should be placed back inside the system after you've already been there before. And all because you believe that you can vote and you in good faith waited for six hours to go and do that. And essentially you've just been living your life and rejoined society after everything happened. But now you have to go through all of that time and time again, the DA drags people before a grand jury and the grand jury might no bill you that day, which means that they may find nothing and you don't get indicted. But you still had to go through the financial stress. You still had to go through the time stress. You still had to go through all of the troubles that, that anyone has to go through when they prepare for all of that. That's time that you could have been spending with your family. It's time that you could have been doing something else. And also Nobody deserves to be pushed around like that. The district attorney is a bully. The district attorney attorney will take every opportunity to bully people, to cajole, to push, to prod, to side with the opposition party so that she can collect her own power because she's out of control.
0: Let me let me let me pause you right there, Daniel, because I I want to make something very clear here. Uh, Kim Og, true or false, used to be formerly a Republican.
1: She used to be a Republican. That's why she attacks Democrats. Right. Uh, th- Secondly, th- we disagree with her. yeah,
0: I want to prove something to the to the uh, to the sure. listening audience, because we don't it's not about Republican or Democrat. But when you pick a party on false premises and and damage that party from within, that is a problem. So, number one, yes, she was a Republican. Number two, is it true that she more so than not, she go after Democrat, strong Democratic politicians where possible.
1: Oh, that's she goes after strong Democratic politicians with an extreme double standard to the point of absurdity. And the only Democratic politicians who she doesn't go after are the ones that agree with her on bail reform there were two cases of constables that agree with her in the democratic party she didn't go after them let's lay it all out on the table because i want to talk about this and point very clearly to this for everybody if you are a democrat in harris county i want you to understand something she has launched nonsensical investigations and dragged them out against county judge lena hidalgo against commissioner rodney ellis she took a character case, a character suit, basically, or a character complaint against Franklin Bynum, Democratic judge. She held Daryl Jordan, one of the great champions of bail reform and contempt, one of one of our judges. And she primaried all of the sitting Democratic judges who were reformists and tried to use them as punching bags. When covid came around, she blamed the crime spike on them. She claimed that they were letting murderers out of jail. Why did she claim this? Because they started following the law. She used to be able to get Republican judges to just skip over the different constitutional protections and steps related to bail. And she thought that she could just bully the Democratic judges to do that, too. No, that, I so want she's, I want to I, I, I want to
0: stay on that tune, but I also want to show a level of self-interest here in a county like Harris County, where you are a Democrat, I don't know, probably 60, 40, 60, 70, 30. I'm not exactly sure what the numbers are, uh, but where you are uh, within your soul, a Republican and wanting to get Republican uh, vote. Isn't it true that some of the positions that she take or she takes are pretty much self-interest in an attempt to ensure that voting block as an example, that vote uh, the, the, the right wing in this county in this country they're using voting fraudulent voting as a talking point. It is true that most fraudulent voting in Harris County and elsewhere has been found to be done by Republicans. This documented. Isn't that true then that trying to put that on, let's say, Mr. I forgot his name, who she uh, uh, accused of voting illegally, kind of gave her points with the that establishment that she could actually campaign on?
1: I'm sure that that's part of it. I also think that she she bait and switched and lied to us a little bit about. Um, What some of her positions are, particularly when it comes to misdemeanor bail reform, Uh, she she consistently continues to lie about that. I think that the political play that she makes is not just with the voting bloc, but also with large powers that be. And what I mean by that is police officers, unions, uh, police chiefs, constables um the you know that this a million dollars from Harris County goes over to crime stoppers now mm-hmm. crime stoppers when i was a kid i mean i'm not going to say crime stoppers didn't have you know issues in the past cuz i wasn't old enough to know about it it's at different points but what i remember is they would say this person committed this crime if you see them call crime stoppers at this number. right. and that was it that was the way that they operated now they're doing this whole you know, the, the bail system is messed up and all this. And they always give half the facts every single time. Any lawyer that you talk to who's in the know and is honest is going to tell you that they're cutting out facts. And she repeats the same talking points. She puts out her own reports on what bail has done. They're similar to the police officers union reports, which is to say that they're completely riddled with holes. They're completely devoid of facts. She cherry picks her data. She picks which time period that she wants to focus on and she does whatever she needs to do to make it look like the numbers are going in the direction of the story that she's telling. But if you look at any of the the official, you know, more more academic sources, if you look at the Quatron report, right, which shows that recidivism the, since the O'Donnell settlement, settlement misdemeanor bail reform, we've seen recidivism going down, we've seen less costs, and we've seen either no public no impact on public safety one way or another or a decrease in violent crimes. So any reasonable study, any study that's done by academics, shows the opposite of what the DA is saying, shows the opposite of what the Houston Police and Officers are
0: saying. As an academic herself. Because I can understand and on a, a person who doesn 't know the material, a person who 's just listened to ad, listening to ads, but for someone who is within the system, that has to be maliciously done in other words, you actually know the truth, and the same applies to uh to to uh, to Whitmire who is trying to make crime an issue in an election where we have a we have a city, we have a county where we have crime on the decrease and the increase that we had in crime matched the United States of America if not a bit less matched the United States of America based on other factors that are occurring within our country
1: proper true oh sure no she's lying she's absolutely she's lying there's no doubt about it she's manipulating the facts she knows better she's you know accused the county of trying to defund law enforcement when it's at the highest law enforcement funding levels in the history of harris county and has gone up year over year consistently she's she's lying directly to the masses. She's lying directly to the Democrats within the party. She's lying to the precinct chairs right now because she knows that she's on the run and she knows that she's been called out for lying, but I'm going to run it back down again. Cause I want people to understand this who she brought long paper trails that haven't yielded anything out against so far. So, County heard heard by the in Chronicle. Yeah. According to the Houston Chronicle, right. That so, so it says don't cross her. Mayor Mayor Sylvester Turner, County Judge Lena Hidalgo, Commissioner Rodney Ellis. She held Franklin Bynum. She went after Franklin Bynum on character. She held Daryl Jordan in contempt. And she went after all the Democratic primary judges. So basically, she's had a fight with any popular Democrat in the Democratic Party who's on the side of misdemeanor cash bail reform. Meanwhile, and this is important, too, and I want to make sure to mention this, okay? because she will say, well, when a case gets referred to my office, I have to go out. You know, I have to, I have to take a look, and then she'll drag it out really, really long when it comes to these other folks. Not only does she not drag those investigations out when it comes to people she she agrees with, she doesn't even take a look most of the time. So there were two constables that I want to talk about. The first one used his campaign office during the day to run for re-election. He had his campaign workers running around making sure to push his re-election. That's totally illegal, and it came out in the Chronicle, and it was such a bad scandal that he actually lost his primary. Constables never lose their primaries, but this guy managed to lose his primary. The second one, we didn't hear about any of the details, but a case was referred over to her office. We didn't hear about the referral over to her office until much later, and this is why. A lawyer stood with some women who were deputies in a constable office and they launched a civil suit on the grounds that the constable had exploited them by putting them in bachelor party style sting operations. And in that that announcement, they said that they had told the DA about the case and the DA referred it back to the constable's office for internal investigation. So not only did she not drag out an investigation against this constable she didn't even launch an investigation against this constable and in both of these constable cases we're talking about she didn't leak the details to the media but in every other case whenever she goes after a political opponent she leaks all the details she drags out the investigation for as long as she can and she makes sure to make a case of it and then when she gets challenged on it she says hey I'm just calling balls and strikes. I'm just doing my job. I'm just a prosecutor. I investigate all sides. She always has an excuse. She always has a double standard for being in the crook that she is. It's wildly corrupt. And she she plays this consistently and is always in our way and is always attempting to frustrate the agenda of the reformists. And she does it for her own political gain. That, that That is sad. But I think uh, one of you know, when when we
0: started to discuss these issues and I started to see a whole lot of the, the paperwork and the documentation and the evidence come across. I said, you know, this is something that. It's not only it, it, this is not a fight within, let's say, the Democratic Party, this should be something that Houston at large, Harris County at large hears, sees and understands, because when you are the chief law enforcer. Of a of a city, the chief law enforcer of a county. It is essential. It is essential that you are honest right now. It's 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 bad enough that we have the entire state, uh, the, it, the, the legal enforcer of our entire state is a corrupt person under indictment. We don't need one that uh, one that is going after people. We can't quite say illegally because district attorneys have a lot of discretion, but we can say dishonestly and corruptly, correct?
1: I think we can say, I mean, you know, we'll we'll have to see what all shakes out. She controls a lot of that information. But what we can say is she's used a prosecutorial double standard. She's weaponized her office and she's dangerous. She's a dangerous district attorney. She's abusing the law. She's abusing her power. She's attacking her political opposition within the party. And There are folks out there that say, well, why are you attacking a Democrat? And I would like to ask that question of Kim Ott, where she consistently attacks Democrats and and does it on a double standard. Um, For her to claim that she's just playing the role of a prosecutor is completely absurd. It falls apart in all cases. I'll give you another example. Usually you get to the end of a case. And if the grand jury, as we mentioned before, does not bill you, then the district attorney puts out a statement, and says ballgame's over. That's the end of the day. You know, thanks, everybody, for coming and watching. When Rodney Ellis was no billed by the grand jury on an investigation that was launched by District Attorney Og, she put out a two page open letter that she sent to County Attorney Christian Menefee, claiming that there was all kinds of civil investigations people should look in. Highly irregular. District attorneys don't take positions like that. District attorneys don't go way outside of their way, way out of their way to go on and on and on and about all the things that could be over in the civil side. No, you are there to prosecute the criminal side of it, and. You haven't done that. And so, you know, that's it. The ballgame is over. You need to put out the same statement you always do. And by the way, one other thing, we haven't even talked about the real world impact and harm that goes way beyond these investigations as well that she's done. The overcrowding of the jails because she refuses to uh, to to clear out nonviolent charges for people who are nonviolent who've been sitting in the jail for months rotting some of these people got in there because of just mental health episodes and things like that there have been people who have died in the jail because of the overcrowding and these families are smart enough to know that she played at an immediate hand in doing that because she's had this information people have told her how she can clear out that backlog or the the fact that she runs her office like a complete chaotic circus, which is why prosecutors stream out of that place as quickly as possible. She's always looking for staff. She's always running people out. They ha- there, are, there are stories after story after story of people who say she had me working on this BS paper charger. She had, she had me working on this thing over there. Wouldn't let me go after this capital murder case that I was actually working on right now. And then she turns around and says, hey, I need more funding after she's pursuing paper trails left and right against her political opposition that have yielded no fire whatsoever she's dangerously out of control and it all of that and that's
0: what i was about to say all of that is horrendous but you know like i always make the distinction between how a politician deals with their employees and how the politician deals with the public at large we elect them for the public at large and if that affects the public at large we definitely must be on it. it
1: it does. And that's the thing is that if you run out, if you run prosecutors out of your office as a DA, and then you're talking about, you don't have enough prosecutors, then you've made the case for us. I mean, if you can't move right. the cases because you can't keep people and because you're, you know, whip, she's all, she, she has got, she has got people who are in that office by day who are basically volunteering by night. Okay. Or all but volunteering, getting, right. getting the pin that work on the political side of it. Okay. So, uh, that to to claim like to claim that she's just running a, a regular old office doesn't make any sense whatsoever she needs to she needs to to honestly be uh, you know look the electorate needs to know about what's going on right now brother cohen thank you so kindly for having been on politics done right